0: Hello everyone, welcome to Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley from Campus Safety Magazine. The pandemic has put a major financial strain on K-12 schools and institutions of higher education. So the Biden administration and Congress have authorized billions of dollars of funding to help campuses recover. This is an excellent opportunity for school districts and colleges to make investments in much needed infrastructure improvements. The new round of funding can be used for a wide variety of solutions that improve the long-term safety and health of students, faculty, and staff, such as ventilation systems, video surveillance technology, access control, emergency notification systems, and more. In today's interview, I'm speaking with Fred James, David Santo, and Jesse Kraft of Siemens on how campuses can participate in these opportunities. So with that, here's my interview with Fred, David, and Jesse. Enjoy the show. So Fred, there's a unique opportunity right now for schools and campuses on the funding side of things. So what's the latest on federal funding?
1: Well, thank you, Robin. Uh, This is a big deal. Um, As we're all aware, President Biden signed on March 11th, the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. And this includes $165 billion for education And when combined with the $82 billion of education relief that was approved in late December, there's nearly $250 billion of new education funding available in 2021. Uh, The majority of this money um, is going to uh, public K-12 through what's known as the ESSER fund. And that's $177 billion. However, higher education through the Higher Education Emergency Relief Fund is also allocated $62 billion. And these are big numbers, um, but to try to put them into perspective, these combined second and third rounds of education funding are over nine times the 27 billion that was provided a year ago uh, through the first round CARES Act funding.
0: So um, what, expenses or what things are eligible, um, what are the eligible uses for this type of funding?
1: Yeah, that is the biggest question for sure, especially with our customers. Um, I think we have to appreciate that this is the second and third round of these funding. Again, the CARES Act coming out last spring and the language and guidance uh, coming out from the Department of Education continues to broaden as well as focus on what we've learned about the virus primarily that transmission is airborne. And hence, you know, enhancing ventilation and other means of improving indoor air quality in schools has been clearly emphasized. This includes upgrading core infrastructure. Certainly there's an emphasis and a focus on HVAC and control systems, um, but it's also applied to access control, uh, video surveillance, mass notification, You know, I think we all need to recognize that this money is appropriately labeled as COVID relief funding, but it's also intended to be an economic stimulus. And that represents an opportunity for schools to make desperately needed upgrades. This is reflected uh, particularly in the K-12 ESSER, eligible use language, uh, which includes, you know, things like repairs and improvements that enable operation of schools while mitigating risk, you know, of virus transmission. Uh, but it also references investments that maintain operation and continuity of educational services. So Robin, there's a lot to work with here and a lot of options for using this funding.
0: So how are schools using this funding to reopen?
1: So firstly, um, this is new money and schools are largely in the planning and prioritization phases. So that said, overcoming the deficiencies of distance learning is a clear priority with significant investment to offer both in-school and virtual learning options, as well as tutoring and summer school catch-up programs. But there's also a buzz and early evidence of priority investments in clean air. Again, HVAC, um, security, and other infrastructure improvements.
0: So what are other campuses doing to reopen?
1: So Robin, uh, getting back to basics, it's still all about masking, social distancing, uh, health checks, and now vaccines. Um, But as far as the new funding is concerned, CFOs and administrators are feverishly planning on how to use this new money. The higher education emergency relief funding is indeed split between student aid and institutional portions. Uh, But again, we see evidence that schools and campuses alike understand the strategic value of investing some of this money to upgrade and modernize aging infrastructure to deliver healthy and safe and secure classrooms with benefits both today, but also lasting into the future.
0: Well, thank you, Fred. And now um, I want to shift over to David, David Santo. Um, So we have vaccines now. Does that mean that we're out of the woods and is the threat of covid gone or how soon is it going to be gone?
2: Well, I'll leave how soon it's going to be gone in terms of COVID to the, the you know, the experts that, that talk to that. But when we first built the smart air quality program, we decided not to make this just about COVID because there's been a problem for a long time in terms of healthy buildings, right? So this, uh, this program that we have as a method methodical process, that helps us look at multiple solutions um, and figure out a way for our customers to move forward, picking from the best technologies that are out there. In the end, you know, there were issues before COVID-19 and there are gonna be issues after COVID-19. There have been other uh, coronavirus derivatives and not to mention things like the flu and the common cold. So, you know, we need to think about this, not just from a COVID-19 perspective, You know, I hope that we'll see this um, mitigated, uh, but there are going to be vaccines, there are going to be outbreaks, and who knows what the next thing will be. We've overlooked, you know, indoor health uh, for quite some time in the past. And I think what this pandemic has taught us is it's time now to invest in our infrastructure for healthier buildings.
0: Well, and David, you bring up a a really good point. It's not just, Uh, the pandemic, it's cold, but also asthma, air pollution, things like that, and, and air quality um, measures can really help address those. So what are the main pain points that schools and campuses are, are seeing with reopening right now?
2: Yeah, I kind of hear two things, you know, administrators are very concerned about if they, when they make these investments, how do they demonstrate that the measures they're taking are helping keep their students safe? So that's a big, big element. And then the other question we get is, okay, if we have an outbreak, you know, how how can we deal with that? What can we do to minimize the issue and the viral spread? So those are the two things that I get a lot of questions about still today.
0: So why is clean air so important? And how does it fit into really creating safer, healthier indoor
2: environments? Yeah, I mean obviously the air that we breathe is critical to our health. And we know that, um, you know, oftentimes the air inside a building is two to three times more polluted than the air outside the building. So reducing the risk of airborne contaminants, you know, including fine particulates, bacteria, viruses, mold spores, and other allergens, this can provide a healthier uh, indoor environment. In terms of benefits in in, an education setting, We're talking about reducing absenteeism, increasing productivity of students and faculty, as well as improving the learning environment, leading to better learning outcomes for them. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of benefits that are sort of those soft benefits that go well beyond just uh, dealing with the potential risk of what what, what we've seen in the pandemic.
0: Well, and David, that's another really good point, because you think about it, if a school Um, If a a child calls in sick, you know, but the school loses funding, you know, because they get reimbursed for every time, you know, a child is in school. So you bring up a really good point. Let's switch over to Jesse now. Jesse, what solutions have you seen that can help schools and campuses reopen?
3: Well, When it comes to solutions that are specifically about mitigating COVID, they really fall into two primary categories which is limiting what comes in. So that's things like access control and uh, people tracking and then maximizing what comes out. And that second part, that maximizing what comes out, that's primarily focused on ventilation and environmental control. So and at Siemens, you know, that's something that we're already deeply focused on, right? Helping our customers operate the environment of their buildings. So that's been a really natural transition for us because when you look at the recommendations from CDC and ASHRAE and these other publicly trusted organizations that are making best practice recommendations, what they're really doing is changing priorities, right? So up to now, when we control our indoor environment, it's comfort and energy efficiency, but that's now being de-emphasized and what matters now is fresh air levels and then temperature and humidity levels that will maximize inactivation of the virus as well as suppress person to person transmission of the virus. So humidity levels, temperature, fresh air, all of that, those are the things we were already controlling. So now we're just gonna control them in a different manner. So, uh, and that, that can become kind of a tricky balance because they impact one another, right? If I raise the outdoor air levels, that's gonna impact my ability to control temperature and humidity and vice versa. So what we've done is we've worked with the experts on the ASHRAE Epidemic Task Force And we've adapted an existing machine learning based offering called dynamic VAV optimization. So DVO for short, right? And the way that works is it's a machine learning algorithm that in the past we've used to optimize that efficient comfort, right? That was the priority. So what we've done now is we've built a different model based on those environmental control parameters to create an indoor environment that minimizes the transmission of the virus. You know, again, just controlling those same levers we always have Uh, temperature, humidity, and outdoor air.
0: So by upgrading infrastructure, how does the system working correctly provide sustaining value?
3: So having the system working correctly is something that's always important for maintaining that efficient comfort. What you're really doing now is, and hospitals already know this because they have systems that they don't really need to make any changes to because they've always been focused on infection control and maintaining a healthy indoor environment. So what you're doing now is taking those comfort control systems and treating them like a critical safety system. That's kind of the difference that's happening now with some of these systems. But once you implement the ability to control your system with that sort of you know, machine learning algorithm, you can now just change your priority and go back to efficient comfort and have that control of the system and deliver a better comfort control and better energy efficiency while still having the ability to go back to this sort of epidemic mode of operation if needed over the long term. And then there's other sorts of conditions that might merit a different operating priority. For example, here in California, we have fire seasons where air quality can get really poor and that would change the way that you wanna control your systems as well.
0: So how can your team help?
3: So uh, you know, we we understand the pandemic has created budget challenges for many organizations, right? So it's really important for us that anything that we recommend not only addresses the problem today, but provides value, you know, into the future, and also that it's not a, a huge invasive measure, right? What we're talking about is controlling the systems that they have today in a different manner, and then being able to deliver efficiency and comfort. You know as we move on into the post-pandemic period so that's the type of thing that we want to focus on
0: David would you do you have anything to add
2: well I think there's um you know a lot of different ways in which we can help clients you know from my perspective in the smart air quality program we look at a multitude of solutions anything from increased ventilation filtration um air scrubbers uh ionization, UV, uh, the list goes on, right? Uh, More precise control, maintenance uh, improvements. You know, one of the best things that anyone can do today is make sure that your HVAC systems are properly maintained and they're not spreading the virus if it does get into your building, right, that they're uh, used to mitigate that virus and, and don't become a distributor of it. Um, so that's, that's oftentimes where we focus and we, we make this sort of a collaborative process with our customer talking about the pros and the cons of those different technologies and helping them decide what's the best option for their infrastructure, their business needs and their staff.
0: And Fred, you started us off, so maybe you can end us up and, and take us out. Got anything to add?
1: Uh, sure, Robin. Um, there's a lot of money available. It's new money. There's a lot of need for the money, and they're all important. Um, But many of the um, prospective uses for the money are really focused on short term benefits. So let's think about things like investing in additional uh, PPE and cleaning, and even things like, you know, on desk mini air scrubbers. You know, some of that may be needed at this time, but I think schools need to really think strategically about using some of that money, you know, to upgrade infrastructure that's been ignored for far too long. You know, again, you know, David talked about, and David and Jesse about, you know, uh, indoor air quality, but it's not just about that. It's also about, you know, safety and security systems, access, video surveillance, you know, mass notification. These investments are going to help get students back in the classroom, keep them there, and deliver value for decades. And so, you know, we think schools need to be thinking about the near-term needs, but also the strategic opportunity that this money presents.
0: Well, one thing that's really a great thing about Siemens is you guys provide all of those services. You're, you're an integrator, so you can integrate HVAC and, and beta surveillance, access control, lighting, and and mass notification. And, and, and that's really a, a beauty of Siemens right? We can Great. and we'd love to help. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.